Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. What's going on, everybody? This is Tristan Mack Wilds, one third of Guys Next Door. And if you are hearing my voice, maybe you should be listening to Guys Next Door. If you ever wanted to get into the mindset of the young black millennial man, all of the things that we go through, love, sex, relationships, financials, technology, mental health, and everything that lies in between, this show is for you. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you guys are probably listening to a really, really nice podcast, but make sure you guys go subscribe right now to Guys Next Door, and we'll see you guys in the neighborhood. Peace. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome to the Quick Stop Formula One podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me as ever is Tandy Sabanda, co-host and co-founder. How are you doing? How are you well, doing? I'm doing great. You're doing good. You're doing good. How is your weekend gone? How's it going? Fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, went to a funky house rave, met a listener, they were like, um, do you know what, with Quick Stop, I just wish it was just you because I love your voice and not you. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> and we have a guest on the show. <laughs> no, big up to that. Give it up to, big up to whoever came up to you. That's really cool. Um, so uh, we have a guest on the show. One of our, Well, look, we're going to try something different today, guys. You know, we're just trying to trying to switch it up, trying to see what mm-hmm. we can do. So we've we actually invited some fans to come in and then we've got our biggest fan apparently i'm joking so we've got someone who we're a fan of came and said oh i'd love to come on so our first guest out of many guests that we have for you today is she's been on the show already she's on the on the chicane platform on youtube her name is paris paris welcome to the show yet again how you doing hi how you doing I'm here, and yes, I am one of your biggest fans. I do watch all of your podcasts, and um, (laughs) I love you guys. So yeah, I am one of you guys. We actually, we actually have a drunk picture together. Do we? You need to send them to me. Insert them here. Yes, you need. I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll whack them in from the party, and we'll see how good. I look though, because I was pretty frazzled. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Paris. Um, I mean, I guess before we get into it, how how did you find the race today? Um, overall, I thought it was like an okay race. I didn't fall asleep, so it wasn't too bad. I didn't think it was anything to necessarily write home about. A um, couple of really key moments um that could influence things that happen later like the championship and stuff uh but generally i just thought it was a, it was a cool race you know there was, there was a few nice things and it was all right it was all right it was all right what about I, you? Heard some, I heard someone say it was the driest wet race ever and i think that's probably yeah uh probably accurate to be honest it was everyone oh. always prays for rain but it's changeable conditions which make good races so if it goes from dry to wet or wet to dry, that's what's good. Because like Russia, you know, the decision on which tire to go on can make a difference. Obviously, we had that. But in terms of like, you know, calamities, there was no safety car, no DNFs. There was no kind of no red flags. Uh, so nothing really happened. But yeah, a lot yeah. did happen. Yeah. Tandy, um, I fell asleep. I actually fell asleep. 
So this whole Lewis Hamilton pitting situation, I'm actually not aware of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you guys to explain it to me. Lovely. Well, okay. So for the guys at home who may not have watched it, and Tandy, my co-host and co-founder, who is also not aware of what happened, let's get into it. I think this is a good thing to get into. Before we get the other guests on, and, and I guess it would be cool to get your opinion, Paris. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to get Tandy's. But what we gonna, what, what, uh, what happened was, so we have a race where, uh, much like Turkey last year, this, the track is an intermediate start uh, and the, it doesn't dry out. So essentially for, it doesn't ever get to the point where people need to go onto uh, slick tires, dry weather tires, soft tire, medium tire. Uh, other than one person who tried that, I'll come back to him later. But, uh, <laughs> but so uh-huh. essentially Lewis Hamilton, um, like Turkey last year, uh, spent uh, a long time on a single set of tyres, which had worn from intermediates into slick tyres. Um, Bottas had pitted, Verstappen had pitted, uh, Perez had pitted, and essentially Lewis, uh, after all the things had shaken out, was in third place um, and had the opportunity to stay ahead of Perez and Leclerc and chance it and see if his tyres could get to the end uh, of the race without changing them at all. So he would have done 58 laps. I think last year he did 50 laps on his tyres. Um, or he, at some point, would need to come in and he would need uh, to change tyres and he would have to pass Perez and most likely Leclerc uh, on track again to get back into third place. Uh, I just watched the highlights before we came on. Mm just to re, re, uh, reacquaint myself with what happened. Uh, the team asked him on lap 42 if he wanted to come in uh, because uh, Bottas had come in, Max had come in, and Perez had come in. And obviously, Lewis was ahead of Perez at this point, um, but they'd asked him to come in and he said no. Uh, why should we the intermediate square? And at that point, he was doing well enough. You know, the, the pace was pretty much stable, but there's always a danger that the pace would fall off a cliff and he would get caught. Does that explain it? I feel like... Does, it does. That, I think that's, that's a good overview. Very good yeah? overview. Um, so, Paris. I guess, Tandy, I'll let you digest what I've just said. Okay. Paris. Um... Do you think that they... Who's Okay, Lewis wasn't upset at what happened. Uh, he was upset that he came in and ended up fifth, nearly lost his place to sixth. Yeah. Uh, was Lewis correct in being upset at the strategy call today? Or does some blame rest at his door? I think he was, I think he was okay with the fact that... I think, I think it's okay that he was upset. Because my view of it is that there's a serious lack of communication that happens between Bono and Lewis. And yeah. like, we all love them, um, and James Ball as well, like making this, the calls. We love them as a team, but there's a little bit of something that kind of is missing between their, their communication, which is had they said to Lewis, the track... Um, is changing or it's not changing. We've seen everybody else on inters and this is what's happening. Um, if you pit at 
this point in time, you're going to end up here. Or if you don't pit at this point in time, you're going to end up here. That was not made clear to Lewis. So the only yeah. thing he can do is go by his feeling of him driving the car. And right. they're not <clears> saying to him, your tyres are going to blow out if you stay on this longer. They're not saying to him, like, all of that stuff that I think would help him to make a better decision than what he made. So yeah. I think he has a right to be upset because, you know, they're just a bit, I think it was you guys who tweeted that they're just a bit, like, frightful, like a bit tepid on the strategy call. Yeah. And I think that's what's, like, to their detriment. It's not really helping them out right now. So, yeah, I think he was right to be upset. Do I think he was right to stay out? I don't know. I um, I think he should have done one or the other, but I don't think the time that he came in was the right time. Yeah, for sure. I think... I've got a point I'll make, but I just want to ask Tandy first. Uh, This isn't the first time I think we've come on the show and we've spoken about, um, uh, we've spoken about Mercedes pit wall decisions affecting the race uh, or even the pit stops themselves affecting the race. So I guess the Mercedes team as a whole from the strategy guys and sometimes, you know, unfortunately the mechanics, you don't want to put too much of a hard time on the mechanics because you know they did a great job today and like it wasn't a pit stop issue so let's talk about the strategy do you think mercedes do you think mercedes uh this year are kind of struggling with their strategy and and are maybe being bailed out by lewis one too many times or um yeah yeah. you you believe that too yeah yeah um from what it sounds like though I feel like this is Sir Lewis Hamilton. And at one angle, he's Sir Lewis Hamilton. And if he's saying, you know, I want to keep going with these tyres, then, you know, sometimes, you know, one's connected with their car. But at the same time, the point of saying, you know, they didn't tell him that the tyres could, like, blow or anything, he's been in the game long enough to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, but we do need to, I think the bigger picture is obviously the Mercedes strategy in general and how it's been the entire season. And if this is just yet another tick on the checklist of errors that they've made, then we might as well just add it onto that. However, the blame's on 90.904%. Okay, yeah, I think so. I think I'd agree with that 90.04%, I think. 904, sorry. Um, Yeah, no, I'd agree with it. I think for me, I think my overall feeling when we were... When we were watching it live, I was really annoyed at the time. And I, I do think that Mercedes are not good at being on the front foot. You know, there's been a couple of times when they've made it work. I think of... Uh, Hungry last season, uh, two seasons ago, uh, when they beat Verstappen and they kind of pitted, and you know, uh, but they were, you know, I think they had a free stop then, so it was like an easy decision. Bahrain, um, I feel like, uh, again, they, you know, they they made a decision to pit Lewis when he was chasing Max and or whatever, I can't remember, but you know, it, essentially it worked then. Um, but other than that when it calls for them to be chasing something or when it calls for them to 
have to defend aggressively in strategy, it doesn't seem to work out. And when it does work out, it's because Lewis has bailed them out. And I think this is where the lack of communication comes from in that they just think that, well, Lewis is Lewis and he's in the car and he, you know, he knows everything. He's like, obviously he's won a hundred races. He's the greatest driver of all time. And I think there's a tendency because of that to just assume that he knows. And today was a day where I really think Button even said it on the commentary. He's like, I don't think they've told him that he's going to lose places. Yeah. And then, because the way Lewis was just like, yeah, okay, I'll come in. Lewis is thinking, okay, there's no way they're going to pit me from third place. Yeah. I'm going to drop to fifth and yeah. I'm going to have, what, like eight laps to try and pass these two cars. Like, yeah. that's a stupid decision. Um, like, for me, either I would, I know it sounds silly now. And I, I, what, I think for me, I'm okay with it because you know what? We've got 10 points out of it. It started 11th, so whatever. But at the time, it's like we've thrown away third place. And I'd rather we got passed by those two and then fell away. And, you know, the strategy just didn't work. Rather than you're just arse end of nowhere. Either you stay out or you come in early and allow him to get the correct amount of like heat and pressure into tires and get them worn. And yeah. it's a difficult decision, but they're just in, in the middle of nowhere with what they did today. And it's not the first time they've been in the middle of nowhere. I and, think last um, week was, sorry, sorry, go for it. Didn't Bottas at one point say like, guys, I really like these tires. Please. Can I keep them? Who's, who said that? Uh, Valtteri Bottas. Bottas. Yeah. And at one point they wanted to pick Bottas and he was saying, you know, it was okay. But mm-hmm. then with Bottas, it was easy to pick him because once Max pitted, yeah, who was second, they could just pit Bottas and just cover that off. So that wasn't a call where they had to wrestle with it. Whereas this one, it felt like they were caught between going for third and consolidating fifth. And in the end, they nearly lost fifth to Gasly. Um, This is like such a wrong time to be doing rookie mistakes like this, guys. Like it's such, I think with them, they haven't, over the past few years, they haven't been in this position, right? Mm-hmm. So they haven't had to make these kinds of decisions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're doing it well. Last week was probably the first time this entire season where they've made a call, stuck to it, and it's paid off. Like, that, yeah. that's probably the first race for the whole season where it's gone like that in that kind of way. Um, how many, how many points are we behind? Um, What's that? Seven, six. Six points, yeah. Six points. Do you, how many of those points do you think are down to Mercedes' strategy? I think it, I think you could calculate it. I think yeah. you could actually like look at each race of the season, and it's a quantifiable, measurable thing. I mean, off the top of my head, I can give you France, um, where they failed to pit Lewis in time and he got undercut by Verstappen, and there was absolutely that. no need for them to keep Lewis out as long as they did. Um, there was another race as well where I was really annoyed with the, I mean, again, this is pit stops, but there's been like a couple of slow pit stops this season. Yeah. Um, Monaco, the strategy in Monaco wasn't great. I'm pretty sure they pitted him too early in Monaco and he got overcut by Vettel and uh, Gasly. So, I mean, these are just off the top of my head, you know, Uh, Mm. plus a slow stop in Monza. And a slow stop somewhere else as well. So, you know, and then you've got the brake magic where obviously that's that that was Lewis's fault. But yeah. you know, the that's how many races? Five, six races now, you know, 
let's take away the brake magic because that's Lewis and that's, you know, a, a freak of nature accident. Four or five races where the team have cost Lewis points. Um, and, you know, some people would even say that they're lucky to be in that position where, you know, if you take Verstappen's tyre blowout in uh, Azerbaijan, mm. then, you know, those are points that Verstappen would have got getting taken out by Bottas in Hungary. So, yeah, you know, there's... There's either way. There's you know you could look at it as either we're lucky to be six points ahead or behind, or we should be a lot more ahead. So, but you know I think you could definitely say, Tandy, for sure, that there there is an issue. There is an issue, and uh, you know I would hope. Let's see at the end of the season if Mercedes do manage to win the title. I would like Toto to really look at that strategy department. Um, yeah. I think it's something that probably hasn't needed to be overhauled for the last seven years because they've been winning but mm-hmm. it if it continues to be this close in the championship i think it's gonna it's gonna cost mercedes um definitely where do you um okay look six points six races it's crazy uh crazy close if you had to um if you had to choose one driver out of max and lewis uh red bull or mercedes who are going to win the drivers championship um, the races left are USA, Mexico, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Abu Dhabi. Uh, two of those races are new. We don't know what's going to happen at those races. But um, I'll start with Paris, and I'll come to you, Tandy, after that. Paris, gun to your head, who's who's winning the title? Um, I, I don't think it's lost. I don't think it's lost yet. I think... Lewis is still, you know, well in there. He showed that today. Like, yeah. bad call aside, he drove amazingly today. Yeah, no, it's you know really what I mean. Like, the, he, the pace weekend was incredible. The pace was amazing. The racing was amazing. The overtakes were amazing. Yeah, like, he drove beautifully this this entire weekend. Like he he, he put it on. I'm sure. He put it on pole, well, <laughs> other than the fact that he had to give the pole position to Valtteri, but he put it on pole yesterday. Like, he's been on point the whole weekend. So, yeah. as long as he maintains that and then Mercedes don't flop him over the next few races, I think that they could win. Like, I don't yeah. understand why everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, it's Red Bull's, like, season or whatever. No, it's not. It's not yet. It's not over <laughs> it's yet. Bad. It's not done. No. Showing how amazing he still is. It's just that today, it's those little things that you said. Every single race, there's a couple of things, and that's losing them points. But if they didn't do any of that stuff, they'd be they'd be well ahead. They'd be fine. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Someone tweeted um, earlier today. They're like, if Lewis didn't have the penalty, then he's sailing off into the distance this weekend because his his pace was unreal um, from first yeah. practice. Uh, I, I also read as well that Mercedes sent him out on three lap, uh, three laps worth of fuel instead of one for qualifying, mm. um, just in case he needed to get another time in. So he was um, even but, heavy. So he was on a heavy fuel, and he was two tenths ahead. I, th- I think otherwise he would have been about half a second ahead um, on like less fuel. So yeah. it just shows like how strong he was this weekend that he could uh, set a lap time with probably double the amount of fuel people had in their cars um tandy still team lh still think we're gonna do it of course i'm always team lh i'm <laughs> LH, I die, but 
It's one of those ones, isn't it? Like six more races. There's literally no room for mistakes, guys. No room. So it's proper, proper tight. Yeah. Um, this is early mornings, waking up at certain times, making sure the, the breakfast is vegan. You know, I mean, it's very strict right now because I'll start a whole podcast, guys, on this win. I can't think I can take the embarrassment of having them turn around and say, "Well, we'll do it again next year." Because yeah. I can't do that. I don't lose. Okay? <laughs> don't break Candy's heart. Okay? Like, yeah. there's, like there's too much emotion, and I, I honestly know Yash is gonna actually sob. I, I yeah. know it. I know the fan very carefully, and I know he's gonna sob either way. I'd rather we I'm have not, him happy tears. I'm not gonna be in a good I'll place. Let me tell you that now. <laughs> I'm not gonna be in a good place. I don't want to do this podcast. Yeah. Happy Derby. If we look, I'm, I'm still, I'm confident. Uh, you know what's made me confident? The pace of the car this weekend. I think yeah. Max put out a tweet, not a tweet, because he only tweets when he gets. In an accident, apparently. But um, Max uh, Max said that, um, you know, Red Bull, you know, we need to come with something because the pace that uh, Mercedes had this weekend, you know, we're not going to be able to keep up with it. I think Max was the slowest through the speed trap in yeah, terms of okay. top speed, which um, which is weird because, uh, you know, around the time of like Austria and uh, and those races, they were the strongest. lightning in, yeah. in a straight line. So, um it doesn't matter what, you know, they've been putting upgrades on that car all season and Mercedes haven't upgraded the car since Silverstone. Uh, and, you know, this weekend, looked, it looked like we were back to 2020 times, to be honest. I, like, did see, I did see a tweet and someone was saying that it's not necessarily the fact that they only had one upgrade and Red Bull had lots of upgrades. It was the fact that Red Bull were perhaps upgrading smaller parts over a period of time and, and yeah. Mercedes came with a larger spec package. I don't know how true that is. I we don't obviously ever know exactly what they've what they've done on the cars, but I, I feel like that could be there could be some truth to that. Just because um, over the last few races, Lewis's car has been performing particularly well. Uh, obviously, Bottas has had a myriad of issues that God knows what is going on with that car and those engines. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, he's also you know he's just won this weekend, so. I don't know. The Mercedes are on point, and they could do it, and I think they should. And, and <laughs> I'll be, I'll join your pity party if they do. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll share a bottle of rum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it, it is going to be quite the pity party. Look, I yeah, I'm confident, but they they these mistakes. I, and you know, it's not even mistakes. Communication's got to improve. Yeah. Um, and I think they're relying too much on data and not common sense. Sometimes yeah, not, you know, what's what's going on. I think, you know, if they were going to pit Hamilton, they should have said, come in like box now, lap 43, 44, and then he's enjoying because it's clear, but just pitting him in lap, I think it's like 50, 50 or 51, maybe 52, like that's just never going to work. Yeah, like, it was yeah. Never gonna work. yeah. So, you know, yeah, not happy. But look, we've got a thrilling title fight on our hands. Um, Paris, before we let you go, sure. um, quickly, who was, who would you, who would your star of the day and dog of the day be? 
Um, so I'm going to keep the same Star of the Day and Donkey of the Day that I did in our On the Chicane podcast, which we have already recorded. Uh, sorry, not podcast. Marion will kill me. Our On the Chicane YouTube. <laughs> it's not a podcast. <laughs> it's not a podcast, <laughs> It's not a podcast. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, we, don't post, we don't have any, any <laughs> podcast platforms. I just, it's a habit, I, I say it. Anyway, um, so my uh, Star of the Day, you guys say Star of the Day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my Star of the Day was Perez. Um, yeah. I'm a big oh, yeah. Checo fan. I'm a big yeah. Checo fan, <laughs> and uh, any chance that I get to praise him because he gets lots of sour weekends. So any chance I get to praise mm-hmm. him is, is there. The way he and Lewis had that little lovely, beautiful battle on site on around those corners, loved it. That was a fast and furious oh, shit, man. Absolutely loved it. Um, and he maintained his cool. He didn't spin out or anything when he got pushed off. So yeah, Perez was my star of the day simply for that whole little sequence of, of corners um and my donkey of the day were the aston martin uh crew <laughs> whoever called that strategy and listened to better when he was like yes the, the tack is gonna dry out Bro. <laughs> let's try some mediums mediums not even soft i was just like yo okay <laughs> and then you hear him on the radio of it being like no guys it's not working it's nearly span in the pit lane. <laughs> Unbelievable. That well, was look, wild. Pa- Paris, where can people find you? Where can people find your incredible platform? Um, so everybody, please go to On The Chicane. Um, we are On The Chicane on YouTube, Twitter and uh, Instagram. It is me and my co-host, Mariam, who sadly could not be here, but always reference for the two of us. And we'll be there to kind of guide you also through race weekends and a few interviews and things as well. It's an incredible platform. Make okay. sure you go check them out. These guys, Mariam's even working in F1 yes. now, She, uh-huh. uh, which is why we were going to do some virtual chat with her, but she's escaped, fortunately. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. Um, thank you so much for having me on no it's always a pleasure thank you paris from on the chicane thank you Uh, righty ho so we're back and we have got two very special guests so we put the we put the call out on twitter uh and we're like look we just want some fans to come on the show we want to talk to you guys and we've got two I mean, judging by missed it because i'd be so pissed if you missed the tweet to come oh, you know what? We've, we had people yeah. in the DMs like, hey, can I get my like, bruv, the ting is full up, okay? The club <laughs> is full. You cannot come in, okay? Uh, uh, too late. But we look, if we uh, if we can get this going, then if if I can do this correctly, then uh, hopefully we'll do it again. I'm just looking at all of the things. Hopefully this is all working correctly. But um, we have guests on the show. We have two guests. Welcome to Snazza and Aisha. How's it going, guys? Hi. Round of applause for you. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you one by one. Uh, we'll just have a quick chat with you one by one. So start with you, Snazzo. Like, where are you calling us from? Well, so I'm calling in well. from South Africa. Um, I'm in, yeah, South Africa. We're from South Africa. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yes. I live in Pretoria, um, which is, I guess, the capital no. city of, like, one of the capital cities in the country. I don't really know. Um, but I live in Pretoria. I'm not going to give you any more information in case somebody finds me and they, like, land up outside my of door. Of course. <laughs> that would be really Yeah, awkward. that's fine. No. <laughs> 
Which is why I'm from South Africa. I'm repping South Africa. Interestingly, I was born um, in Scotland. Um, I was born in Edinburgh. Oh. Um, and then I moved to South Africa when I was about a year old. And so I've been here ever since. So, yeah, I'm repping. I guess, nice. I'm, can I rep Scotland and South Africa at the same time? I think I can. You can. You, you yeah, can I'm going to do that. You you want, <laughs> okay, sick. Um, and how did you get into F1? So I've always kind of been aware of like what F1 is and knew Lewis Hamilton when he was dating Nicole Scherzinger. Um, but I think when I really kind of okay. got into it was with Drive to Survive. Um, that was really kind of okay. the starting point. And so I was, like I said, I was always aware of F1 and like what it's about. But I think watching, I think when I when Drive to Survive came out and watching, I think I watched like two seasons in like two weeks or something like that, like in a, like in a short time span. And then by the yeah, time the yeah. 2020 season rolled by, I was like, oh, like, I'm into this for real, for real. Like, I'm watching the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah. last year was the nice. first year that I watched every single um, uh, race weekend and every single race. And then um, this year, again, I was like, every single race weekend, I'm in front of my telly, like, I'm doing the things. Um, and I'm really enjoying nice. it. I liked last year more than this year, but, like, you know, it's all right. Lewis is still going to win. <laughs> yeah. Last year was a lot easier than this year. No, I'm sure. it's like, oh, Abu Dhabi, where is it going to be settled there? Can't we have it finished sooner? Yeah, no, it's not a, let me say it now, this is uh, stressful, yes. but it's enjoyable nevertheless. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having we'll come me. Come back to you shortly. No, look, absolute pleasure. And joining us also is Aisha. Hi. Hello, Aisha. Um, so uh, where are you calling us from? So um, I'm a bit more boring. I'm calling from <laughs> Manchester in the UK. Manchester, Manchester, Originally, as you can see by the flag on my wall, I'm from Birmingham, the greatest city in the world. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've never seen, wait, is that a Birmingham flag? Yeah, I didn't even know Birmingham had a flag. Me wow. neither until I Googled it. So That's crazy. It's on my wall. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, calling from Manchester, so. Yeah. Nice. And uh, how did you get into F1? Because it's yeah. quite interesting given the what's going to happen today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> so um, my boyfriend basically got me into F1, who is going to be on this podcast because yeah. he is obsessed with me and loves copying me. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, this is my first season watching F1. Um, I will admit I was one of those annoying people who was like, why are you watching it? It's just people going around in circles. It's not that deep. Um, but no, yeah, I watched one race and I was just hooked. And um, like, yeah, I was like, I knew Lewis Hamilton. Um, I was familiar with like Sebastian Vettel. I knew the kind of household names. Um, literally nothing beyond that um, a few months ago. And now I'm, again, wow. same as you, every single weekend, I'm in front of the TV unless I'm on shift, ill. Um but yeah, I'm I'm fully hooked and man, uh, I love it. That's yeah, so, so cool, man. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Um yeah. I've tried to get my girlfriend into it. She's not having it. She's not having it. Um so uh, my boyfriend into it. Uh you you your your who, Tandy? My non existent boyfriend. Oh oh I'm gonna ask you guys like when you listen to Quick Stop, like when, where do you listen to it? Is it like a morning routine thing? Is it for me? It's I'm so I'm a messy person. I have a box room, as you can see. I literally once a day, I'm like, I need to clean up my room. Every single time I get, I go on Spotify, 
F1 podcast, I've got a list. Oh, and okay. I would just sit and I'll, for hours, as I'm cleaning my room, I will listen to these podcasts. Wow. So it's very sad of me, but it's a no. daily thing for me. Yes. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Uh, so, Snaz, what about you? Aisha, um, I also kind of doing household chores and also kind of when I'm on campus or making my way to campus, you guys will be on there. Um, I literally, so I like Aisha, I listen to a few podcasts as well. Um, and so I'll have them stacked up on the days that they come out so that I have a nice kind of stack uh, by the time that I have something nice. to do. So that's how I, I normally um, will listen to you guys. Wow. Very thank cool. you. It's so weird. Like, seeing faces of listeners i'm just all i do yeah. is look at stats and numbers <laughs> so just, i just see like really percentages like, even, even that someone outside of like yeah. even like london is listening to it's crazy no it's crazy. yeah it's, it's crazy but guys thank you for coming on look we tried to organize this off call but it was a shambles so i'm just going to get straight into it um i'm gonna ask I'm trying to remember who's going to say. It. I'm going to ask you Snazzo first, and then I'll come to you, Aisha, and then Tandy. You can, you know, you can just interject whenever you want. To <laughs> um, Snazzo, who was your star of the day? My the star of the day um, was Charles Leclerc. Um, up until kind of the nice. bit at the end where the ties were going a little bit. Um, but for me, I think the thing that was really impressive is for him to first of all qualify. Um, P4 which turned into P3 and I think more than that we know kind of even last last race from Sochi where those Ferrari tires just fell off and they kind of cost um, signs of victory and kind of P2 and that kind of thing um, and so it was really kind of nice to see them hold on for so long um, and for him to really kind of still consolidate I still think that P4 is a good achievement um, he was within kind of the he was within a podium um, and if things had gone differently if they'd put it earlier or something like that he probably would have been on course to, to get the podium I am sad that we have a double Red Bull podium personally but you know Kota is coming up and we're going to fix that you know? um, so for me definitely my star was Shah I just think he did really well um, kept his composure, um, you know, was was basically unflappable the whole race. And up until those tyres really went away from him is when things started to go left. But I think Ferrari really have come far this year. Um, and that's commendable, uh, especially the two drivers. They've both done so well, except kind of we won't talk about Monaco and Raskas. Um, <laughs> really, you know, they've really done so well um, compared to kind of like last year where they were it was really like shocking I remember at Monza where yeah. they both didn't make it to Q2 and it was just very very yeah. wild and like Ferrari as iconic both within kind of the F1 world um, and kind of within the kind of the global sport I suppose generally everybody recognizes a red car so it's been really nice to see them kind of come back this year and really be um, in the hunt especially signs um, for, for, for for podiums but today my star was definitely Charles so shout out him shout out to Charles Leclerc um, yeah no Ferrari's well I think since they did a little upgrade um, two races ago I think last race they put something an upgrade in and that seemed to work and, and yeah I think today uh, it's good signs of progress maybe hinting at a 2022 resurgence Tandy any nice words for Ferrari Charles did do well today to be fair <laughs> he probably would have to be fair, yeah, he probably would have been my second option after my first option. Um, yeah. Okay, there you go. Those yeah. are the kind words from Tandy <laughs> on Ferrari Lane. It's like getting plucked out of a stone. Like, no, I, 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 I saw when she took that pause. I was like, she was sucking herself to, up to say something nice. Uh, <laughs> there is nothing good about the team, guys. They, 
anyway, let me just not get into it. But there's nothing great about Ferrari. I'm not going to lie to you. The only thing that's very good, the gift. The gift from Ferrari is Carlos Sainz, who today was my my okay. star. Because okay, Lester, talking things. He's too good for the team. He's a dragon. No, wait, he belongs, he belongs in that team because of the current grid at the moment, but he's too good for them. And he's overshadowed by that child. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's my opinion yeah I've, I've, there's never been a time I've ever switched off from this opinion about Ferrari and I stick to it no I love it I love it yeah. look this look this is why you're the Jorine, you're the first lady because you you stick to your principles okay consistency Jorine, you're Jorine, there's 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 Jorine, there's no cap in her raps at yeah. all okay she's, <laughs> she's never never capped um Aisha do you agree that um Let's have a quick discussion on this. Do you agree that um, Carlos Sainz is at least equal to Charles Leclerc uh, and he should be respected and rated as much as Charles Leclerc? My personal opinion is, and again, this is only my first season watching F1, so that's fine. All all, all opinions are valid. Go crazy. (laughs) Um, Just from what I've seen so far, I personally think Carlos Sainz is probably the most underrated driver on the grid. I think that man deserves Give so her a gun much shot. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he deserves so much better. I found out today this is the first time he's been driver of the day. I oh. just think he's the first time like, I don't know. I just think Yeah, he's it's the first time, yeah. First time he's ever had it. Like ever. Maybe yeah, this season. Driver of the day. That's wild. Wow. In the history yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah. I just think he deserves better. Like I've and no no disrespect to Charles Leclerc because, you know but to me, irrelevant. Like I d I don't know. I just don't get the same I I, f- I feel excited watching Carlos Sainz race. You know, I feel like more people need to pay attention to him. That that's just my opinion, though. Like, yeah. I'm no. like, <laughs> it's, it's a look. It's a, it's a very valid, very valid opinion. I, I think he's that that run he had this this uh, at the start of the race when he went from like was it last to like eighth yeah. place or something, and some of the moves he was pulling off. You know, granted he had a new engine in the back, so they could probably put him in a very high engine mode. But at the end of the day, you've got to make those mm-hmm. moves work. You know, there's another driver who was at the back of the grid with a new engine who did not make quite the same progress. And I'm sure that he will be discussed because apparently he never left. Uh, he told us he never left, but it seems like he left today. He never, yeah, he, uh, he seems like he left early. <laughs> he seems like he We're not going to get into that. I know, he, I know Tandy can't wait for that conversation. But um, but uh, no, Carlos Sainz was a, is a good one for sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Tandy. I guess, Aisha, who, do you agree with yours, either Charles or Carlos, or, or do you have anyone else who, who you thought was your, your star of the day? I feel like my answer is going to be very basic, but it needs to be said, yeah. I think that Valtteri Bottas deserves the world. That man, <laughs> no, I love that man. He deserves so much better. Today he is my star of the day because he Aww. literally just started, he went, he was unbothered, and he just won. And I think, I feel like this whole thing with him going to Alpha next year and stuff like that, like, I've, it, it was inevitable. I feel like we all kind of knew it was going to happen. But I feel like he needed this win to just kind of, one last way of being like, you know what, like, I am... I yeah. am worthy of the seat. I'm worthy of this sport. I just think he deserves better. He's so overlooked. 
And I just think is this he? was like clinical from him. <laughs> Do you, oh. I will say, is it a matter? Of- I don't think that he's overlooked. I think part of the reason why he it seems like he's been overlooked is because his competitor or his teammate is Sir Lewis Hamilton. I think that any time that you come up against him, especially kind of in his Mercedes era, you're always going to come off second best. And unfortunately, and part of the reason has been Bottas's own doing, especially when, and I think specifically for this year, I think that he's been lacking in terms of race pace. Um, I think that today, part of the reason why he was able to get the win was because he was starting at the front. But we've kind of seen him, I can think of the one that comes to mind as Zandvoort, um, where he was in, he was running in the top three, but he just didn't have the pace um, of Max and, and Lewis. And unfortunately, like if you can't be up there with the big dogs, we can't put you into strategy and in a winning position. So I think part of the problem really has been Bottas himself. Um, but I will say that he is a very reliable teammate and I would back him over, over Paris any day of the week. <laughs> Uh, I like it. If you're a manager, you would normally what they do is say when you give someone like a shit sandwich. So you you do like the, you like do some good stuff in the shit, and then like some other good stuff. But you just went straight for shit, and then just like a little bit of good on top, just to like. I like that style. I don't feel like I told a single lie. Sometimes you just have to give it to him straight. It's called character building. I love it. You are right, though. Like, I, you are right. Like, he probably isn't overlooked. Like, I think I do just, like, feel bad for him because, like you said, yeah. when your teammate is the Sir Lewis Hamilton seven-time world champ, like, you, I, I don't know. Like, I think every time I see Bottas have a victory, part of me is just, I don't want to be like, I feel bad for him, therefore, like, oh, like, my tiny baby. But, like, do you know what I mean? I'm just like... No, do you know what? I feel like he needed it. I don't know. Go on, Tandy. You know what, Aisha, and, and also you, Sanazo, I definitely, I agree with you guys. It is big boots to fill and be, you know, the second driver, and it's mad, isn't it? Like, it's like now, oh, I'm leaving six races after this now, and it's like, oh, look at him, like he's doing some Because on this podcast, one thing we've always said is we've never said Valtteri Bottas is a rubbish driver because he's not. Mm. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in the seat. Mm. Yeah, he just yeah. said we needed more <laughs> from him each time and yeah. hasn't let us down at one point he really did just check out yeah but it's wonderful to see his last few races not tarnish his kind of his, his rep reputation yeah. because i think he, yeah i think look one of the most popular tweets we had like yesterday was me basically begging him not to let Vas- verstappen through mm-hmm. that was like obviously i was joking but there was uh, some truth in that, especially after Russia, you mm-hmm. know, how easily it seemed that it went past. And, you know, yeah. there is this thing about Bottas in wheel-to-wheel racing. Can he really defend? And, you know, there was a way. And that's like a general consensus. So I think it was quite good today to see him just go out from the front. You know, he did he passed Charles Leclerc, you know, to take the lead back. You know, although, you know, Leclerc's tires are obviously absolutely gone at that point. But... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's still done it. He's still done it. You know, uh, he didn't trip over him. You know, he got, he did the job. And I think that's the thing with Bottas. You're right, Tandy, in that, you know, whenever we're getting at him, it's not because we don't rate him. It's because we just want more from him. And, you know, it's, I'm, it's, yeah, Aisha on a personal level for him, I'm really happy for today. I think, I think he, it was good for him to get that win before he left. Um, I agree with, you know, 
With the Checo comparison, I think he's yeah. done a better job than Checo this season. I think that's 100%. demonstrable okay, yeah. um, by yeah. the results that have been had. Although, you know, I will say if we're going to, I guess it's my turn, I will say Checo Perez is my star driver mm-hmm. of the day. Um, you don't even like Checo Perez. <laughs> I don't, but you know what, yeah? No, if there's one thing that Quick Stop will do, yeah. Oh, there's no cap in our rap, yeah? yeah. I'll stand up. If I say if I say something and then I get proved wrong, yeah, I've got no issue. No oh. issue coming on the podcast and saying, you know what? I, I did a whole video about is Vettel finished? Next race he comes out and gets a podium. Yeah? <laughs> no, but we haven't had where you counteracted that yet. We're still kind of waiting for that, to be honest. And every every ever since he's been doing well, we've kind of been waiting for you to drop this video that you keep saying you're, you're gonna do. What what no? What what the Vettel apology video? Yes. The I'm Vettel not I'm never dropping that. He's a bum, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm never dropping. I'm never dropping that. Tell you that right now. I'm never dropping. That. But I will say that he did get a podium after I put out a video saying he's finished. But uh, that's that's, that's it. Anyway, Becca, I'm screaming. That's yeah. No, the apology was for that week. Okay, it's not for the whole season. My um, myself like a couple of weeks ago. So you know, he leaves a lot to be desired this year. Don't get don't get, don't get me started. <laughs> Because I'll actually, I'll actually start it. Um, but uh, Perez, I said yesterday, he finished, uh, he qualified seventh. His qualifying this season has been poor. A lot of people say, you know, it's always been poor. His race would been, his race pace has been good, and uh, he would have done better if not for some strategy calls. Uh, and also the car was designed around Max. So people gave a lot of excuses. Some people agreed. Um, and you know, today was a really solid race. And, you know, like you said, Aisha, that, you know, the, I can't remember, so whoever said it, but the, yeah, that move, or oh, maybe you said uh, the move uh, with, with Hamilton um, going around the circuit uh, was, was, was incredible. Um, and, you know, for him to defend like that against Lewis Hamilton, like that was better than whatever Alonso mm-hmm. done in Hungary for me, because of, because of the conditions, I think Lewis's pace was, uh, even more than the pace difference between Alonso and Lewis at Hungary. Um, uh, and just, yeah, for him to be able to essentially be pushed into the pit lane and come back and still, uh, you know, come back and, and still retain the place. And I think if Lewis gets past, uh, then he's, you know, we're then looking at Lewis cruising up to the back, back of Mr. Verstappen. And look, who knows what happens there, but for Red Bull, you know, it was critical that, uh, that that didn't happen. Um, and so, you know, I'll hold my hands up, you know, maybe we won't have the Checo Perez conversation now. Maybe we'll have it at the end of the season, you know, and we'll see at the end of the season whether... You need to push him for that conversation as well. Sorry to drag you on the bus today. Who, me? Oh, yeah. 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 It's a conversation that's been had, in all fairness to Nyasha. It's a conversation that's been had. I've been in a few kind of Twitter spaces. It's a conversation that's been had. And I think so part of the reason is, like Nyasha said, like that car is basically built for Max and anybody else in that second seat is really kind of fighting the car and trying to like make it up the grid. But I do think that Checo has also done some things that leave a lot to be desired. I mean, Silverstone for me comes up. Zandwalt for me comes up. Uh, Monza comes up. I know that he made it all the way to third place, but he was messing about in uh, the sprint. He was messing about um, trying to take positions uh, off track. You know, it was a bit. It was Imola yes, as well. No? Yes, Imola. He tried to over. Uh, he tried to to overtake under um, the red flag. So, like as well, Chico, yeah. you're kind of like, wait, now what are we doing? Um, but I do like. I mean, we'll, we'll give him his props. You know, like we went for him on Ford Watch today. Yeah. 
but um, the time is coming. <laughs> We're going to have to properly yeah. put him up there, and he's going to have to watch out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he. I think it was a great race for me. I think uh, he needed today. Uh, I think. Um, I think the questions had started, um, and look, it's fine. I'm happy to get dragged on Twitter. That is starting to become a regular occurrence now. The bigger this account account gets, the more I'm just like, oh, God. But anyway, thank you to all our followers. I appreciate you guys. But uh, (laughs) just not the uh, the people that want to argue with us every tweet. (laughs) Um, I can't imagine you guys for, like, attention. Where they're like, why haven't you answered my tweet? And you're like, I actually do not owe you anything. So you can see what you know what? No, yeah, public service announcement. All you guys at home, okay? You're you're lucky that we interact with you the way that we do. You know these other content creators, they don't give a fuck about you. We reply to every single tweet. I yeah, no. Every single one is there. Okay, so we appreciate that. But if you're gonna come into our mentions on stupidness, I'm gonna ignore you. Okay? I'm going to pull you off. <laughs> that's, and that's it. Guys, um, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've got to, we've got to move on. I am going to ask you quickly. Um, I asked this in the, uh, in the last chat we had with our last guest. I'm just going to ask you guys. Um, gun to your head. Quick answer. Who's going to win the title this year? Uh, six point gap, six races to go. Hamilton or Verstappen? Uh, Snaz will go first and then you... Okay, so if you'll just indulge me for a quick second, I just want to say um, your Still I Rise fan cam made me cry. Um, I was crying. I said I was crying in the club. Um, And especially just like if you... So we were having this conversation earlier about like how Lewis Hamilton is a black man in a white man's sport. Not only is he a black man in a white man's sport, he's absolutely dominating um, Uh, and breaking all of the records. He holds all of the records that really matter. Um, and just to see that kind of yeah. like interpose with like the Maya Angelou poem and it was really just so beautiful. Um, so I really must say shout out. Oh, I know you guys had some people who might have helped you and so thank you to them. But honestly, I watched it. So initially I saw it and I retweeted because I was like, okay, like I know this is a fan cam, it was promised, I'm just going to retweet it. And then I went back and watched it yeah. and I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. I just, I mean, even just like the message and like the editing and everything, it was so, so wonderful. Yes. And so if you guys haven't seen it, please go and see it like retweet it. It's so beautiful. I can't I'll say. Link it. I'll link it. Yeah. I want to stick it on TikTok to be fair. Yes, do that. Um, but going to my yeah. head, Lewis Hamilton is taking the championship. Good. Thank you. Anyway, Thank you so I'm... much. That makes the 11 hours of editing worth it. Yeah. Trust me. Thank, <laughs> you so, thank you so much. We don't, we is very loose and saying all these fan cams. Nyasha sits there in his <laughs> office and he makes these out of the kindness of his heart. So it's oh. never anyone who puts them in. Yeah. He genuinely types in strange stuff to fit in with the song and the context <laughs> surrounding yeah. it. So <laughs> especially like I think guys, especially the first fan cam, okay, that was like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like yeah, so I be- into the internet, Lewis Hamilton fixing his crop. <laughs> so, <laughs> Like yeah. that's what I do for content. <laughs> guys. To first trapper, so you know, there's, there's a lot of content out there for you to to choose from. And look, there was it was probably the most homoerotic three hours <laughs> in my life. 
<laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but uh, thank you so much for those kind words. Honestly, uh, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but you're gonna go with Hamilton, Aisha. Um, what do you think? Six races, six points, very close. Who do you think is gonna win the title? So, for context, I am basically a walking Red Bull hate account. Like, ah! I, I'd, like yes! I'm sorry for being yes! like, biased. I, I, exactly, exactly. I truly, hand on my heart, believe Hamilton's going to take it. Like, I'm manifesting it. I've got my crystals back there. It has to happen. Um, Again, I don't know that much about F1. I promise I'll be better next year. But from what I've seen so far, um, everyone's been saying this is, like, one of the best seasons they've ever watched. It's so tight. Apparently, it's not usually this close, like, at all. Um. But yeah, I think it's going to be, I do definitely think it's going to come down to the absolute last race. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm just saying it because I want it, but Lewis Hamilton no, yeah. all the way, I'm manifesting it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, Tandy, I've already asked. Who asked you? Did I ask you? Yeah, I mentioned Oh it. yeah, I mentioned another one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, anything else you want to ask these guys before we let them go, Tandy? Um... Okay, so what's your opinion? Wait, okay, here's a question I've been asking everyone recently. On the grid, take away Hamilton, take away Max, where does Pierre Gasly rank for you? Ooh. Um, I am going to put him up there, um, kind of towards the front. Uh, and I think... So we're not going to count the weight races because I think that the weight races have been our undoing or his undoing this year. But I do think that him being back at AlphaTauri, consistent points finishes, consistent kind of qualifying in the top five, top six, like in the beginning, you know, like in the, it towards the front of the grid. Um, I think for me, Pierre Gasly is probably the one that I would that I would rate more than anyone. I know we said Carlos Sainz earlier, um, but, you know, kind of all of that aside, but for me, like, Honestly, and I think part of the reason why I really am a Pierre Gasly fan is to be able to pick yourself up from being absolutely like like slaughtered effectively by Red Bull um, and coming back to AlphaTauri and like just taking on that leadership position and moving forward and like doing so well day in, day out. Like he's like consistently like good. He's scraping in the points, he's getting in there. Um, yeah, I would say for me, well, we also won't talk about Monza. Monza was a bit of a, of a mess. Um, but generally, yeah, on the yeah. whole, for me, it would be Pierre Gasly. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out shout to the founder of Team Al Age, the chairman of Team Al Age. Exactly. Again, I feel like literally every driver I've spoken about today, I've been like, they're so underrated. Like, oh my God. But no, Gasly is another one. Um, again, I don't know if it's because I like watched Drive to Survive in like the early months of me getting into F1, but like the episodes on him, that's how I understood his history of like being with Red Bull and his like public demotion and stuff like that. For me, he is miles ahead of the car he's in. I just think it's very frustrating with Gasly because I say this to pretty much everyone I have a conversation with about F1 too. I don't know where his future lies. Because I can't see him going back to Red Bull ever. Mm. He's too good for Alpha Tauri, in my opinion, anyway, just based on like the car and how it's performing. I, again, I don't want to be like, he deserves better, you know, he's tiny, he's whatever, but like I just think he is 
he is doing so well for such like a midfield car. I, I, again, I do truly think he deserves better. Like he, he is, he's one of the better ones for me on that grid. Definitely, definitely in the top half. So yeah. I'm happy with all these answers. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I know, they're very, very good answers. Thank yeah. you, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm gonna end this recording now. But you guys have been awesome. Thank you for us. We'll link your. Thank That's okay, man. Us. Thank you so much for coming on. You guys have been awesome. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Thank you so much, guys. That was Aisha Nasnazo. And we're going to bring in our next guest, the donkey. Right, we're back. And back on the show, we have got Josh and Marcus. Welcome to the show. Round of applause for you guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um I'm going to start with you, Marcus, because we've just had your lovely girlfriend on the show. Um, I didn't know that you guys were boyfriend and girlfriend until I was just organizing the uh, organizing it on. You're like, oh yeah, me and my girlfriend. Uh, so I guess we hear that you got her into F1. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it kind of works both ways. I kind of got her into F1 uh, after my housemates uh, started watching it while like while she was round. Uh, and then she got me onto this podcast, so we've got each other to thank. <laughs> no, it's a good, that's a good relate. Look, those who quick stop together stay together, so <laughs> you've uh, definitely got a fruitful relationships. And I guess, how did you get into F one yourself? Um, it was it was most of my housemates. Uh, it was never really like a sport that I, that I paid any interest to when I was younger. Uh, but then my housemates at uni, started, they've always been into it. Uh, and we've watched, you know, they watched every race last season and kind of I'd bob my head in and out and be like, oh, you know, anything interesting going on. But then towards the end of the season, I really started getting into it. Uh, and then, nice. the first, yeah, yeah. And then the first race of this season, uh, Imola, uh, Aisha was staying with us as well. Uh, and she was watching that. And then she went off and went on a YouTube rabbit hole and came back as like the biggest <laughs> F1 fan. Oh, I know. Wow. Nice, man. That's, That's cool. it. That's really cool, man. No, that's that's it. Do you have a do you have a favorite driver? I've got a few. I've got a few. You've, nice. I mean, you've, got, you've always got to root for Hamilton. Absolutely, I, he's he's the best driver <laughs> on the grid. He's the most successful driver on the grid. Um, outside of that, I quite like I like the Ferrari boys as well, uh, Carlos and Charles. Nice. Um, and and I love Kimi as well, Kimi Raikkonen. He's he's a staple on the grid at the moment. Uh, I'm go, I'm going to sure. retire this year. But but no, I love him. I love watching his interviews, and he's he's, he's just, he just makes me laugh, man. <laughs> fair play, fair play. I was watching some Riken and stuff with my my girl a few weeks ago, and uh, obviously she does not watch F one. She's got no clue about it. And um, <laughs> Riken was on TV, and she was like, "Is this guy always like this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yep." It's like. He's really rude. I was like, "Why? Well, it's like an acquired taste." He's like, "You've got to like once you know about Kimmy, then you'll understand." But yeah. I guess it was for someone just new into it, they're like this guy does not want to talk at all. Um, but he is—he is funny, bless him. Um, yeah, he, thank he, you he very are. much. Thank you very much, Michael. No, he does. He's very much like, uh, yeah. I, I, we're going to miss his his radio uh, probably more. Yeah, than I'm probably going to miss that. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah complaining like, about his drink. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, he's oh, angry uncle, isn't he? He's so angry. <laughs> yeah. He's so angry. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Marcus. And also on the call, we have got Josh. How's it going, bro? 
Man, it's going great. I'm so excited to be on this. Uh, when I saw that tweet, I was putting my, I have an 18-month-old. I was rocking her for her first nap. And uh... I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. How did I get on here? <laughs> I tweeted like, I'm hey, gonna give you the let me ho- holler at me. And then I saw the DMs open up. I was like, yes, it is done. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I actually got a word on that. I'm, I'm really sorry to all the fans because, you know, a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, don't message Tandy directly. Message us if you want to come on the show. And then I realized that our DMs are not even open. So now I see why. And I, I feel really bad now because, oh, that's why they're messaging you and not, I thought, if I were just thirsting. I'm sorry. I'm protecting uh, you. Know? To be uh, fair, his ad is Munch Club TV. So do find him there. Do not come to me and say, have you watched the race? No, I will just say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, if you want customer service, Taddy's not yeah, the one to go to. Out of the two of us. Um, what's your eighteen-month-old called, Josh? Uh, her name is Ruby, and so oh. she is the she is the definition of a pandemic baby. Um, oh, I'm really? here in the United States, uh, and everything shut down March 13th. She was born March 31st, um, and wow. so she has known she has known nothing but. COVID-19 pandemic so it's been it's been good but hard um and Formula One has been kind of my like Friday Saturday Sunday like mental health thing like I go deep into the rabbit holes of the YouTube Twitter YouTube and Twitter I swear like 90% of my Twitter is Lewis Hamilton F1 and then like 5% F1 and then (laughs) 5% just pure utter garbage and so I love (laughs) it that way Oh. Yeah, man. And That's where, cool, man. Where are you from, Josh? Because we've just been having this conversation about how your accent's very it's different. Yep. So I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, mm. of uh, T-Pain fame, where he rhymed oh. mansion with Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just north of Chicago, I, about 90 minutes north of Chicago. Um, so, yes, I do have a very noticeable Wisconsin accent. Um and so, but it's been interesting because I watch most FP1s and FP3s because that's right around when I wake up between 3.45 and 5.45. Um, so that's like my morning ritual on Fridays. And then uh, qualifying and the race is over for me by 11 o'clock every day, um, which is like really nice. Um, so I have like a whole Sunday to do other stuff yeah. and listen to podcasts and Dig deep yeah, you're not tired. No, I'm not. Like, I wake up, I'm like, I got my cup of coffee, <laughs> you know, so. You're ready. I'm just ready. And then Ruby sits next to me and we go vroom, vroom together. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, like, so that's going to be our, that's going to be our thing together, I I hope. Fingers yeah. crossed. you got to indoctrinate them early. Just get, <laughs> once, let they, if they know nothing else, then that's it. They're going to love it. Yeah. I'm just hoping for we we won uh, our my best the basketball team in Milwaukee won the NBA finals this year and so yeah, she yeah. learned how to say Bobby because of Bobby Portis. I'm just hoping <laughs> I can get Lewis Lou. That would be like <laughs> I can die a happy man if I can just get her when something good happens. Just to go Lewis Lewis. <laughs> man, lovely. Please, if you do get that, send us a video, please. I'd yes, love to please. see that. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> okay so guys this is the um this is the donkey of the day section you guys know how we do it every week we choose one driver who maybe or one thing doesn't have to be a driver could be a team could be you know something who uh did not have a great race um so i'll come to you first marcus um 
Who was your donkey of the day and why? Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure it was like a driver in particular. Uh, I've got I've got a couple. I think I think it, it, I think it goes to some of the strategists. To be fair, I think some of the strategy we saw today was it wasn't great. Um, I think firstly I've got to say the Aston Martin strategists. Um, seeing you know when we made the call for, for Seb to to go back out on the uh, on the slicks, and then we just kind of saw him slipping and sliding out the pit exit and onto the track, and it, it was just a, it was a painful lap to watch. Uh, and then, obviously, when he came back in the um, in the pit, pit entrance to get back onto some inters, um, you know, obviously he slid off then, and it was just uh, it was just a bit cringe to see. I was gutted for him, um, and also I would say Lewis's strategist as well. When because when Lewis made the call to stay out, uh, you know, he felt comfortable. He's an experienced driver. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, I kind of feel as though the, the Mercedes should have bit, been a bit more either. You know, if you if you stay out now, you're staying out until the end of the race, or you know, kind of be a bit more adamant, kind of say, look, you're coming in now. This is the best time to come in. Um, but obviously, you know, Ocon stayed out for the whole race on his inters, and I think it was in the last 14 laps he lost 50 seconds. And obviously, you know, at the front of the grid where it's that tight, that'd have been that'd have been a much bigger loss on points, I think. So I think it was damned if, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But strategy just went on. Um, yeah, I think. Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying. No, you're you're right. I think you've touched on two things. I think we discussed the strategy calls earlier, but I think it's good to hear like other people kind of say, I guess, similar things. I'm just going to quickly before we come back to Aston Martin, uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on the Mercedes strategy? And and, and I guess you know, yeah, it'd just be cool to hear what what you've got to say because I think it's it's something that. I feel like everyone's got an opinion of some sort on it. Um, and yeah, it'd be good to hear what you've got to say. Immediately, I wanted to like fly to Turkey and slap Bono and the computer that had <laughs> the the call to pull him in. Um, yeah, but I think as I, I like sit back on it, I saw I don't know who tweeted it, but someone tweeted like essentially, and maybe it was you. It might have been it might have been you guys about how. Like, essentially, they swapped out fourth for fifth, but they knew they were guaranteed fifth that they came in. And, like, as I, like, look back on it, I'm like, okay, maybe that was the right call. But I think Marcus hit the nail on the head when it was, what, lap 42, 43, when they called him in. Like, they should have said, Lewis, you trusted us last week. Trust us again. Come in. And, like, they should have done that same thing because he could have looked like Lando. He could have had a Lando moment yeah. and he was point. really close to the Lando moment. I think until I think, I think Mercedes maybe saved him a little bit because there's no guarantee he would have even finished fifth. I think considering how much, yeah, he's not, he's a higher caliber than Akon, but like those guys behind him compared to the guys behind Esteban were, it's a class of difference. Yeah. And so I, you know, he could end up in seventh maybe even and that's just disastrous towards the championship i think i think that's a really good point i think they saved him and they saved him from himself a little bit but also they should have been i I think my yeah i think i think they should have just been a bit more upfront with him more communication um and then you know it would have it would have got done uh tandy what I didn't ask you before, I guess what I'll ask you, uh, what I'll ask you now is, um, 
next season with uh, obviously with George coming into the car um, and let's say it's a tight kind of battle like we're having now. Um, do you think that uh, George will be able to hit the ground running? And I guess, uh, but with everything that Mercedes have now, so let's say George is coming into a team, which is like first, some sometimes second, sometimes questionable strategy calls, all of these things. Do you think that he'll be able to uh, provide the same level of service that, that Bottas maybe did? This is what I've been going on about this whole season, about are we prepared to have this young Bambi in the seat and how well can he do under pressure? Because yeah. Bottas does well. He does, like, you know. So is this a Mercedes where Lewis wins the championship this year or is this a late Mercedes where Lewis doesn't win the championship due to their strategy? It could be the it could be the latter, um, and I, I, I look. I'm as a staunch team LH. I I will never say that we're not going to win a title. I, right. We're going to win, but if we don't, as I've said before, there's clear points in the season exactly. that we can point to, um, and I think it's just something that I think any George Russell fans who maybe aren't familiar with Mercedes, I think will need to prepare. I mean, look, they had it in Sakir, to be fair. But um, they need to be prepared for potential bad calls because yeah. it happens a lot and it's affected Bottas a lot as well. Let's not forget, there's been a few pit stops uh, where, you know, it's gone wrong with him. There's a strategy call. I can't remember where, where maybe Portugal, I can't remember, but he asked for a two-stop and they, they kept him out for ages. And then, you know, in the end, it messed up his whole race. So, yeah, Mercedes, not great. Um, yeah. Not not great at um, all. I, I would definitely agree on that. Um, so it's a good pick, Marcus. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, sorry, going back to what you were saying about um, Russell and Mercedes kind of strategies and that, I feel as though he's already kind of had his first yeah. taste of that when he filled in for Lewis, um, when Lewis tested positive for COVID. Uh, I was absolutely gutted for him yeah. then as well because that was just as I was kind of getting into F1. And um, my housemates are big George Russell fans. So obviously they were cheering him on, and then to see obviously what happened, they put him out on Valtteri's tyres. That it was it was heartbreaking. But I know that's not so much. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. Oh, actually, right. I, I forgot. I you know, what? I forgot about the tyre. Saying I actually forgot it was the tyres. I knew I was like I knew something went wrong yeah, there, yeah. but I forgot it was the tyres. Uh, I remember that too. I was trying to figure out what it was. I knew they messed up his race, but I could not figure out what it was. Yeah, because he put um, on and he got a puncture, didn't he? And he because he, he was in P one for a lot of that, you know for a fair bit of that race, and then obviously to come crashing down, yeah, it was good for him. Uh, cool, Tandy, say something. Hello. Could you come it off does the call? That all and the time, I don't know why it does this. Okay, come back off. Go off the call and come back on again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked. Um... We will carry okay, on. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's great for George to come in, and obviously, like I said, he's, he's had that experience. But yeah, it is. You know, Mercedes can't keep, especially if they've got like a young protege that's kind of no, that's kind of coming into the team next season. Like they can't, they can't mess him up like they didn't secure, uh, like they're doing with Lewis, because Lewis has the ability to make these comeback drives 
you know, despite the strategy work out. Whereas George, uh, I don't think he's going to have as much of that chance to uh, to be able to make up for bad strategy calls. And in his first season, they're going to want it to go as smoothly as possible. So, you know, uh, just a word of warning there. Um, Josh, we're going to circle back to Aston Martin because I've got things to say about Aston Martin. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a certain driver but uh josh uh who was your donkey of the day all right i'm going i'm gonna go like donkey of the last two weeks fernando alonso yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like so i work with i work with fourth graders here in the united states so nine ten eleven year olds and that dude just was bitching and moaning for two weeks about the FIA. Oh my god! Probably should probably should have got a penalty for qualifying and not yielding to the double yellow. But oh wait, they, the FIA doesn't like certain people. And then first corner on the team radio goes that bitch Pierre pushed me off or something like that. And then does the exact same thing either later in that lap or two or three laps later. And like, I'm just like, no. So, because I wanted to give it to to Mazza, Mazza spin. Um, But I feel like he always does something to always earn that that donkey of the day. Um, But I just felt, I felt like Alonzo just, he likes to hear himself complain about something and then do that exact same thing. Um, and <laughs> I was just like, ah, Alonzo, come on now. Cause Pierre could do nothing. Pierre was clearly boxed in or uh, yeah. sandwiched in. Um, the other like small donkey I have is uh, I do have, uh, I blame Michael Massey for not opening up uh, DRS. Um, yeah. Last year in significantly worse grip conditions, they ran DRS for a good chunk of the race. Yeah. And today there was nothing, um, which I thought was interesting. And I think was super detrimental to like a guy like Lewis coming through the pack where yeah, he would have, I don't think he would have been held up by Sonoda as long as he was or Pierre as, or not Pierre, uh, Chaco as long as he was. I think it yeah. really did hinder some of the like movement in the, the, those back two straights um marcus i will come to you and just get your thoughts but i just uh tandy loves a conspiracy theory i don't know if you guys know she <laughs> is a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. specialist mm-hmm. um so tandy you've heard what josh has just said there yeah could we be looking at a situation where the fia in a bid to keep the title fight as close as possible, uh-huh. have inexplicably uh-huh. not turned on DRS to allow Hamilton to come through the grid in a considerably faster car, as was proved in, in practice and qualifying, um, <coughs> pardon me, and to keep the title race as close as possible? Or do you think, safety-wise, it just wasn't safe well, enough yeah, for them sure. to put DRS I feel like... Oh the conspiracies just write themselves at this point. Exactly everything you've just said is exactly <laughs> what I've been thinking for the past time. I'll also like to add on that I feel like the FIA choose to um, penalise people for different things at different volumes. Certain people yeah. are getting away with stuff that they're not getting away with. Got to keep it entertaining. Yeah. I hear it, but 
Definitely, I agree. And I also think the FIA are paying Sky. Sky oh, yeah. Sports. There's a certain percentage going into Sky Sports from the FIA. Rupert Murdoch's involved in that. And I what, also, for? what are they paying them for? They're paying who's paying who, sorry? Why are the FAA paying Sky? Just out of interest. So they keep this Hamilton agenda going. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I also uh, think there's a mole in the Mercedes team <laughs> who's been working <laughs> with... I do, you guys. I do. I'm so See, I got started. I got started. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. I, also I can just listen to this. There's all. a mole in Mercedes who's been working with Red Bull kind of informing them on the email thread. They said this, today they're doing this. They're they're planning on not pitting Hamilton at this point. Wow. Don't say I'm a crazy woman, but watch when it comes out. Serious accusations. WhatsApps. Look, we we heard the leaked WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, you heard it here first. Okay, there's going to be leaked WhatsApps. And uh, if anyone asks F1... Uh, sorry, quick stop F1, break it first. Specifically, Tandy Sabanda, you your go. F1 and in the note. Oh, they shit. have these like meals where they all meet up a bit like, a bit like what everyone imagines the, the, um, the Illuminati meet up. They all wear masks and they all link up. And yeah. the guy who actually brings the food, like, you know, people bring a plate is Alonso. He actually brings a plate to this, to this hate, this hate group. Yeah. Wow. Oh, right. Okay. So like Sky, FIA. And Alonso. Alonso. <laughs> just having an yeah. Illuminati meeting together. Yeah, they all love Alonso's pie. Apparently he makes a great pie. Okay. Yeah. Alonso, look. <laughs> Alonso makes great pie. Okay. And I'm never going to cuss him out again. Okay. From one cook to another. One cook I appreciate to another, a man with a good pie. Pastry. Meat pastry. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for that. <laughs> that was as excellent as I thought. Um, <laughs> Marcus. Um, Thoughts on I can't remember who your donkeys were now. Was it Alonso? And yeah, who was the other one? But I mean, after all that conspiracy theory talk, oh. Oh, the only thing I can think of now is Alonso sat baking a pie. I mean, you've <laughs> yeah. No. I, I want to try it. <laughs> no, 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 I want to try. Would you pie. eat anything that Severus Snape gave you? Oh, oh, not sure. Probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it was Alonso. Um, but uh, i guess what i will ask you uh marcus is um with regards to alonso um do you think that he uh, do you think he has okay he was very he seemed quite annoyed going into this weekend about the response to um his lap one um turn one incident where he kind of he cut the corner in Russia and obviously he didn't get any penalties for it but he seemed to be quite annoyed that you know people were I guess discussing it um do you think uh, do you think he do you think that maybe like his pressure on the FIA maybe helped him out with regards to the yellow flags or do you think he was like justified in that is this just Alonso playing mind games what what are your thoughts I, I guess on on Alonso and and just how he is at the moment to be honest uh I'm I'm not sure really I feel as though having a, a driver you know obviously come back into the sport who's like been so prolific in the past obviously I feel like you know whether it's on purpose or not they they might get slightly preferential treatment 
um, just because there's such a familiar face, there's such a familiar car on the grid. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think when, because when, um, like Josh said, uh, Alonso being one of his uh, donkeys of the day, he was he was he was on my shortlist as well. He was one of the nominees for the award. Um, but because I thought it was, I thought, yeah, as you know, as he said, um, it just seemed a bit, it just seemed a bit rash. It was a bit of a kind of lash out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but whether he gets preferential treatment, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I would, I would definitely say it was very like his head was hot. And yeah, he's, definitely. Yeah. He's, he's gone into that move and he's just, I mean, there was no way he was making it. You know, I think his front tire clipped mixed back, back left, back right, sorry. So, you know, exactly. that shows how far away he was from making that move. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like, you know, after qualifying in, in fifth, which was, you know, the team's, was it the team's best qualifying result? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think obviously he came into the week, he came into, you know, in today, into today, um, getting ready for the race with high hopes, thinking, you know, as we all were thinking, oh, what's, you know, what's Fernando going to do from that kind of thing? Uh, and then as soon as, you know, by accident, or not by accident, I don't know, when, when Gasly kind of um, pushed him wide and he spun, uh, whether that made, made him kind of lose his cool, maybe he just, he just thought, oh, fuck this, you know, I'm, I'm going yeah. to go back and be a bit more, a bit more aggressive. I don't know. Um, but that's, that's the way it seemed to me. And, I mean, we were all watching it in the pub, and, that's, and that kind of, be a bit, kind, of, kind of seemed to be a bit of, a, a bit of an agreement among us all. He seemed, to be, he seemed to be a bit angry about it. <laughs> yeah. One one million percent. Uh, Josh, sorry, did you want to say something? Yeah, but can we talk about how Gasly gets a penalty for that? Like, I don't. Yeah. I wish, I wish when they got when, and that was a quick decision too. Like they made a decision in like two or three laps. Um, I'm it, like, it, it's crazy. Some of the things that we've seen people get away with you know, on the first lap. Um, for Gasly to get, a, you know, a, a penalty for that. Some of the things Max has done on the first lap. Um, like, and then for, for Gasly to get, I mean, that was, I, I understand that he spat Alonso around, but he was he was drifting. He's trying to avoid Perez on one side. He's got Alonso going around the other side. He didn't really have anywhere to go. I mean. I the only thing yeah. he could have done was backed out. And if he backs out, he's getting rear-ended by whoever's, like, there's no, there was nothing he could do. So I'm like, you know. I know we. I'm sure. I know you guys have talked about racing incident versus not a racing incident. Um, like I don't know how you give him anything in that situation because there was nothing he could do. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he deserved it. Tandy, do you think he deserved a, a penalty for that? No, I do not. But I do know if somebody else had done it, it would be a completely different story. Yeah, agree. Say no more. Right. So. Um, uh, yeah, I don't agree. I feel I feel bad for Gasly. Yeah. And you know what? If he if he didn't have that five second penalty, he finishes ahead of Hamilton today yeah. as well. So um, yeah. that's you know that's compromised his race completely. Yeah. Um, and very lucky for us uh, as Team LH to get that call because uh, you know that's more points lost than championship. We could look back on that as the saving grace in the championship. So uh, who knows? Um, my donkey of the day is Sebastian Vettel. Um, it's like I don't know. I don't know when we're going to start judging this guy on the standards that we judge everyone else on. But <laughs> for me, he okay, is the lights off when everyone's gone home. Well, yeah. Look, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know, 
I love the person Stabs will come. I think it's what people need to realise, yeah? A lot of people, and it's great, have come into the sport and Vettel's this, like, nice guy. He's the good guy. Oh, no. He does a lot of... He's not always been that guy. Yeah. Like, let me say now, Vettel, when he was winning, was, like, hated. Yeah. I still carry that in my heart. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm biased, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> but I just think the, the standards that we would expect of someone, you know... um, Stroll is making it into Q3. Vettel's not making it into Q3. Already that's setting off alarm bells. Um, obviously, between him and the team, he has to take his share of the blame for thinking that the tire, uh, you know, the track was good enough for, for, for dry tires, let alone good enough for medium tires. I mean, in no world were those tires ever going to work. He was a danger to himself. He was a danger to others. Um, and I just think, he, you know, the podium aside, I think he had a good period, Azerbaijan, the Monaco result, obviously the podium that got taken away in Hungary, maybe? Uh, I can't remember where it was, but uh, the podium got taken away. So there have been good results, but for someone that was supposed to come into that team and really stamp his authority on it, show, you know, so Lance Stroll, you know, who's boss, I think Lance Stroll has finished ahead of him in the, like the last five races or so. Um, you know, uh, for me, for Sebastian Vettel, four-time world champion, it's not good enough. Like it's just, it's not good enough. And I'm not gonna, you know, if Lewis, if Lewis wasn't performing to the correct level, uh, we wouldn't be able to say, oh well, he's a campaigner, he's an activist that makes up for it. Like we've got to keep this shit separate, man. Like, and for me, I'm tired of like Vettel's personality overshadowing what is i think a pretty mediocre season to be honest um and next season if he isn't beating lance stroll consistently then i just don't think he i I, I don't i don't know why they'd give him another contract i don't know tandy am i trying shit or not like i don't know like (laughs) no no, you're not. I'm not. You're not. Fair play, yeah. But I think sometimes you're a bit nasty about him. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. Maybe I am. For, like, for real, yeah. Maybe I am. But yeah. like, it's that. It's no, same with Bottas, yeah. We're, we're nasty about people we expect we, more Yeah, from. we do, yeah. And that, like, I ex- right now with him now. Yeah, I expect so... I just want more from him. And... You can't even say it's a car when your teammate is beating you, and that's like, you know, and your teammate is Lance Stroll. So he's like, not that Lance Stroll yeah, is bad, yeah, but Lance Stroll is not better than well, Special Vell. I remember paper. on the first episode, me mentioning something about how I felt like the only reason Vettel's still here is because at this point he must just have a deal with Aston Martin, and they're like, yeah. he might as well just go into the car. Yeah, I feel like they're. They offered him a very sweet deal yeah. uh, out of Ferrari, and he's like the face of Aston Martin. It's a it's a prestigious band. And, yeah. yeah, he's obviously you know, but I I, I don't think he's great. Look, uh, Marcus, then I'll come to you, uh, Josh. What are your thoughts? I guess let's leave aside this weekend. What are your thoughts on 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 Vettel's season so far? Yeah, I mean, kind of exactly what you've just said. Uh, me and Aisha were talking about this in the pub today, actually. Uh, and you know when when it when, you know when he was essentially it looked like he was driving on ice at points. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I just said this is exactly why you should quit when you're ahead. Uh, and you know I, I like I like Seb, but 
I can't help but agree. And I think, you know, not to kind of go away from talking about Seb, but might be controversial. I, part of me thinks the same about Danny Rick as well. I don't think he's, I don't think he's bringing the results that, that we've, you know, that we'd expect to see him. I know he won. I know he won with me. Talking I can shit. see the faces, man. I can see the look, but no. you know, I, I do kind of think that, you know, I know we run, I know we won. Um, I know McLaren got a one-two recently, but, you know, talking about week-in, week-out performance, I don't think I'm seeing that from Seb or from Danny Rick, to be honest with you. How many... Has Seb had... Seb has had one podium win this season so far, yes? Yeah, he's yeah. finished on the podium once. He, he did finish on the podium in I think it was Hungary yeah I can't remember and then mm-hmm. but basically yeah it was Hungary mm-hmm. but then he didn't have enough fuel for a fuel sample so yeah. he got disqualified oh so. yeah 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 so there was t- it's technically yeah, yeah. two but at the end of the day like you know it, it doesn't count can, so okay and Seb's had one where he's been on yeah Seb's had one um yeah but the so. other one that other podium went to Lewis didn't it so you know we can't complain yeah no I, I, yeah. I would Josh, who has had a more disappointing season, Daniel Ricciardo or Sebastian Vettel? I'm just, I got to give Marcus some props for that call because I was not thinking Danny, Danny Rick was going to come up in the conversation of yeah, overrated yeah. drivers right now. <laughs> um, ooh, I. So I feel like, let me start with, with Vettel. I think Vettel's only on Aston Martin because Daddy Stroll is okay with his son being the best driver on the team. Yeah. Like, I think he doesn't, Daddy Stroll's not going to bring anybody onto that team to who is going to beat him. Like, I look at them as Red Bull light in that regard. Like, Red Bull will never pull a driver who has the ability to even keep up with Max. Like, I don't think that's something they would do. Danny, I... I don't know. I I kind of agree a little bit about the Danny Rick call. Um, and maybe, you know, he got a win deservedly. He deserved the win. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it fell into his lap, but he still raced a damn good race. Um, but outside of that, he's been kind of shit all year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, he was six twelve fourteen fifteen today? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. Yeah, thirteenth, fourteenth. Um, Somewhere he down. was he, like, he was, um, he was like eleventh, and then I think he was on a strategy where he came in very early. Oh wow! Yes. Where did he? Fi- where did he finish? Thirteenth. Yeah, thirteenth. Yeah. So he was eleventh for a while, knocking on the door. And then he basically ran out of tires because he pitted so early. Um, so he made up a lot of places, but the places he made up was through strategy. And I think if you compare that with how Carlos Sainz came through the field, mm-hmm. you know, both of them had new engines, both of them moved to new teams this year. Both of them had, you know, same amount of testing. And, you know, the difference, you look at Carlos Sainz at Ferrari, you look at Daniel Ricciardo and McLaren, it's a world of difference. And, um, I, I, you know, next season, I think we're all expecting, you know, a much better Daniel Ricciardo. But, you know, all we can say that this season, it's been, uh, it's been disappointing. You lot told me he was going to get better. Oh, uh, we did. We did. Um, it's, well, look. Sorry, can I say that again, Josh? Sorry, Marcus? It's, yeah, I would say that's that's what we keep hearing. That's what, like, 
you know, my house, you know, I loved, I love Danny Rick. I think he's a great guy. He seems like a lot of fun. Um, but and my yeah. housemates are really big fans of his and they keep saying, you know, oh, you know, it'll, it'll do better. It'll do better. It'll do better. But it, it, it never really comes. And, you know, I know he's, you know, people say he's past his kind of past his prime, but I just, I expect a lot more of him than, than what actually kind of materializes at the end of the day. That's fair. Yeah. Very, very fair. Very fair. Um, okay, guys. So thank you for your donkeys. What else, everyone? Tandy, what else you? Uh, yeah, well, I kind of just, I think it was clear. Mine was Severus Snape Alonso. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. Severus Snape Alonso. At the start and of the race. Yeah, yeah, and his pie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, and that and, um, guys, is why Facebook and WhatsApp was down last week. Because <laughs> he was baking his pie. He was baking a yeah. pie. That's why it went down. A... Yeah. yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what a crafty guy. Um, um, uh, guys, so before we thank you so much for coming on, it's been um, so cool having you guys on. Um, really quick, we've asked all the other guests 6.6 races to go uh, I'll ask you first Josh and then I'll ask you Marcus, who is going to win the title this year, uh, Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen I mean, I'm Lewis Hamilton to the day I die, the only reason I watch F1 right now um, <clears throat> and so I do think if I'm Red Bull and you could hear it, I don't know if you guys watched the post race with Christian Horner where he was talking about how he sent emails to the FIA about this yeah. extra speed. I yeah. think the I think Karen is sh- shitting his pants right now. He's scared because <laughs> yeah. I think he sees. I think he sees the writing on the wall that the advantage Mercedes had or Red Bull had at the beginning is disappeared, and to be honest, is gone. I mean, when Max can't keep up with Bottas, that's a bad sign, and. Yeah, you know, we could say, "Oh, well, Turkey is a rate Mercedes track." I mean, both just beat him by twenty three seconds. Uh, was never the... they were in. I mean, he was doing a different race. I mean, Fourteen seconds. Wow, that's a lot. And so, you know, Max said the hardest part was staying away because <laughs> he couldn't keep up with Botas. And so, I don't think. Um, I think. Um, I think. Mercedes will win next. I think Lewis will win next week. Um, and then it's a, I think it's game on, but I do think, I think Lewis is going to win. Cause I think Lewis knows when to back out to win a race versus Max's. I'm going to crash into you. Cause I mean, Checo can race. Checo can go. Checo can go wheel to wheel and has proven that Lewis won't just crash into me. And yeah. so I, I think, uh, I think Max cracks in like the second to last. I think something happens where Max loses it in the second to last race. And then that's it. Ooh. No, I hear that. I hear that still. Yeah. I look, I look forward to it. Um, so, <laughs> what were you saying, Tandy? I said, I hope that happens. Yeah. 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 I like that. percent. <laughs> um, uh, Marcus. Yeah, I think I, I agree what you said. It is game on, and I think it's it's exciting. These, I think, the next you know, well, the last six races they are going to be they're going to be good. They're going to be good fun to watch. I think the I, th- I feel like I feel more comfortable answering your question after after the next race in America because okay. you know six points between them. It's 
I feel as though that could really be the um, uh, I, I can't think of the word, but that, I think that's really going to be where either the gap just widens and stays that way, or where you know the fight carries on, and then you know the eventuality that, that Josh said that that comes to that comes to play. I think because I, I heard a, a thing today, in one of the uh, I think it was one of the commentators said that the six points if if Lewis was to finish in first next week uh, next race, and Max was to come in second with uh, the fastest lap point. That they actually they'd both be neck, they'd be neck and neck at that point. Yeah, and I feel as though that's where it could you know if that was to happen hypothetically, I feel like it could, it could really heat it up. Um, but no, I'm 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 hoping Lewis. I really hope Lewis. You know, he's he's matched the he's matched the world record for the most amount of uh, world championships. I'd absolutely love to see him to see him beat it. Um, and also, you know, kind of to deny Max another year without uh, without a championship. That'd be that'd be beautiful to see. That would be oh, that'd be lovely. I wanna yeah, amazing. I'm sure for that. I love, I love that. Uh, I don't want to know. You know what? The thought of Verstappen going wheel to wheel with Hamilton with the championship on the line with a couple of races to go is actually giving me heart palpitations. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to. I don't want to see that. Um, Tandy. Yeah. Anything you want to say to the guests before we kick them out, guys? When- Kindly. <laughs> where do you guys tend to listen to quick stop f1 i've asked everyone this like when do you talk about? your day say again when do you fit it into your day when do you uh, fit the podcast into your day so i kind of like listening to podcasts and like you know people talking and that when i'm when i'm like commuting uh to like to work um, I, I find like if I'm listening to a podcast when I'm just at home kind of doing bits like doing bits of admin and that mm. I can never really fully focus and then I'll have to rewind it a bit and kind of pick up again but what yeah when I'm commuting there's nothing better to do I just I just stick a podcast on and call it a day it just take, takes the it takes the time away Josh I do I do like when I wake up Ruby and then when I put Ruby to bed so I'll put one ear in because she's not talking yet. So it's easy. So like when I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll throw it on in the shower. I'll throw an AirPod in, get her ready for uh, daycare. And then I'll usually split it in half. So then when I put her to sleep, I listen to the next half. Um, and so it's like my perfect little like, yep, this is my, this is daddy alone time. She's sleeping either in my arms or getting ready. And so um, that's usually like my go-to. Um because you guys come out on Tuesday mornings here. Um, so it usually works out perfectly for me. I get it Tuesday morning and I'm just ready to go. Oh, interesting. Very sweet. Thank yeah. you very much, man. Guys, it's been such a pleasure having you on. I'll give you a round of applause. Thank you so much for coming on. That was absolutely lovely. Um, we're going to close the show off now, but uh, thank yeah, you so much, guys, for coming on. That was Josh and Marcus. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. It's been good. Cheers. Yeah, this no is awesome. Worries. Thanks, guys. That's okay, guys. Thank you. Well, well that was uh, that was so much fun. That was, uh, that was so you. much fun. I really enjoyed it. my heart just meeting people from around the world who actually know the terms of this podcast. Like, I think someone at one point was like, no, we're not going to... Um, we're not going to put them on fraud watch. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. No, it was, it's so cool. Like, you know, someone from South Africa, Wisconsin, yeah. we had a couple. We had a couple. Like, There's a couple who listened to us. 
that's crazy guys we just want to say we appreciate all of you kind of following us and subscribing to us um you know just sticking with us when the I'm messing up the pod recordings and yeah. they come out at regular times. We like, we, we really appreciate all the words of support and thank you to all the guests that came on today. Yeah. Um, Sorry to anybody who obviously did not make it on today and did not actually see. The yeah. Maybe you should even put tweet alert on, but we will definitely do this probably again soon. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We'll probably do this again in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh and we've got so much cool stuff kind of coming up that we, we can't wait to show you guys so um th- thank you so much for listening make sure you're following us make sure you're subscribing um to the channel uh we're going to put links to the fan cam uh we'll put links to what else did i put a link to uh the fan cam that's it that's it. I'll put a link to the fan cam. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy your week. Thank you for listening and we'll see you, um, at the next race in Kota, which is America, Texas. Uh, is it, is it until Kota? then. Is that what it is? It, it's Circuit it of the Americas. Houston, isn't it? COTA. Is it not Houston? No, it's in Texas, Austin, Texas. Okay. But Austin, it, that's it. Austin, yeah, yeah, but they just call it Circuit of the Americas. Oh, okay. Dakota. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see you after after Austin. We have got a very special American guest coming on, so that will be cool. And if I'm correct, we're having dinner with Trayvon tomorrow. So oh, that, yeah, we are. Um, so that's yeah. the kind of things that we do. do you know I mean, just got Austin yeah. when he's coming around for dinner. So we, just, you know, we like just going for dinner. Just go, yeah, come around. Come out for dinner. Let's break bread. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for listening and take care. See you next week. Cool. Two weeks. Cool. Goodbye. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. What's going on, everybody? This is Tristan Mack Wilds, one third of Guys Next Door. And if you are hearing my voice, maybe you should be listening to Guys Next Door. If you ever wanted to get into the mindset of the young black millennial man, all of the things that we go through, love, sex, relationships, uh, financials, technology, mental health, and everything that lies in between, this show is for you. Now, I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you guys are probably listening to a really, really nice podcast, but make sure you guys go subscribe right now to Guys Next Door, and we'll see you guys in the neighborhood. Peace. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.